going. He just told him, go. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you. Warren Wiersbe said this, he obeyed God when he did not know where, when, how, and why. You see, that's the definition of walking by faith. Hebrews 11 verse 8 says this, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he would after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and notice what the Hebrew, a writer of Hebrews says, and he went out not knowing whither he went. So he was called in the earth of the Chaldees, and he, he was told to get out, and go to a land that God was going to give him. He didn't know where that land was. He was just told to go. And Abraham obeyed. He was 75 years old. We get that later in the chapter. Living in his hometown. Doing what he had been doing for 75 years. How many of you would have easily packed your bags and left? You see there are two types of people. There are pioneers... And there are settlers. You know what settlers do? They settle down. That's what they do. They like their comforts. They don't like change. They don't like anything to interrupt their daily schedule. They like to settle. Find the comfort. Do the same thing every day. Stay in their same field. And don't go very far. You know what pioneers do? They're the Daniel Boones. They're the Davy Crockett's. They're the visionaries. They're the dreamers. The pioneers are the ones always looking to the other side. Wonder what's over there. Wonder how, when you get down there. They're not, they don't stay anywhere very long. They don't like to be settled down. They don't like the normal same thing over and over again. They want to conquer something. They want to go to the moon. They want to go into the farthest reaches of the jungle. They want to go overseas. They want to go here and they want to go there. Right? Even if it's going and hanging out at Costco for a few hours. They just, they're just ready. Right? You know, that's the definition of, of what happens with settlers during lockdown and the snow. The settlers, they love the lockdowns. The visionaries are looking out the window saying, when is this ever going away? We got to go somewhere. We got to conquer something. We got to get over a mountain. We've got to find something to do. This is driving me crazy. I don't know if you know which one I am and which one my wife is. Abraham was a settler for 75 years. And God told him to get up and become a pioneer. This forced Abraham into living a life of faith that he otherwise would not have lived. Has God ever asked you to go somewhere or do something? Or has God ever put you into a place where you were highly uncomfortable? And you couldn't see how it was going to work out. You didn't see the picture. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what you're doing. You would much rather just be in the comfortable. Know what's happening. Know your surroundings. Know what's going on. And know what the plan is. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not into thine own understanding. But in all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path. 
for the next 100 years of Abraham's life, he is now on a journey. He went for 75 years as a settler. Now for the next 100 years, he will live to be 175 years old. And in, from verse 2 to verse 6, he and God are going to get into a covenant together. And he's now going to be on a new path. Hebrews says he now is seeking a heavenly city. He is being asked to be a seeker of something he cannot see. He is being told to set his mind on things above, not on things of this earth. And for the next hundred years, he will be plotting and moving and living by faith. I don't get, this idea, don't get this idea that living by faith is just wandering around, not knowing where you're going, aimlessly stabbing in the dark at things, hoping that you hit the place that God said you're supposed to be at. Faith is not blind. Faith is rooted in something. Faith has an object that it holds on to. When everything else seems dark, when you don't know where you're going and why you're going there and what it will look like and when you're going to get there and what life is going to be and what God is doing with your plan of life, your life right now that you had no intents of doing it this way. That's faith has something to hold on to. And so when God tells Abraham to, to go from a settler to being a pioneer on a journey for the next 100 years, God will give him something that his faith will be rooted in. And you know what it is? It's his word. It's God's word. That's the only thing Abraham had to live off of. He's going blind, but not spiritually. He's holding on to a promise. That God has said, if you'll obey me and you'll travel these next hundred years. Just holding on. The things that look impossible. As long as you're holding on to the promise. I'll do for you the impossible. And that'll come up over and over and over again in Abraham's life. When he reaches a hundred and his wife is ninety. And they still don't have a child. God will remind him. What did I tell you? Back in her. Hold on. But it looks impossible. We're going to need to figure out. Something. This is, Hold on. I, how in the world am I going to. Hold on. To the promise. And Abraham. Remember I told you. Is, is going to be a, a pattern. An example for the Israelites. What are they to hold on to. As they go into a land. They don't know what they're going to face. They don't know when it's going to get conquered. They don't know what the challenges are going to be. What are they to hold on to. The promise of God. The words of God. Faith is always rooted in the promise of God. So God makes a covenant with Abraham. And gives him something. This covenant will be reiterated. Four times throughout Abraham's life. It's reiterated first introduced here in chapter 12. Again it's repeated in chapter 15. Again in chapter 17. And then once again the last time in chapter 22. This is the first time that he gives them this promise. Someone stated this. We are not saved by making a promise to God. We are saved by believing the promise of God. You get the difference? 
We're not saved by making some commitment to God. I'm going to make a promise to God and, I, and therefore I'm going to have to hold on to it. No, no, we are saved because of the promise that God has made by believing in the promise that God has made for us. The word covenant, and let's just say the word covenant here implies four things. First of all, the word Hebrew word covenant that is, that is used in connection between God and his people implies to eat with. It implies the word fellowship. When someone is in covenant with someone else, they are in fellowship with that person. So God now is going to eat with Abraham. Well, he's going to fellowship with him. It's interesting, he does show up and they do cook a meal together. And, and that does happen. So the word covenant implies to eat a meal with in fellowship. The word covenant also means to bind together. This word means a commitment between two parties. Two parties have joined together and made a vow, a commitment. So not only fellowship, but commitment. The third aspect of a covenant means to allot with one another. In other words, to join and share something together. Not only a vow, I will commit to you, you will commit to me. That's a commitment. Now we're in a fellowship and we have to eat at the same table for the rest of our life. Now on top of that, you also now have agreed to share. Share what? Well, in marriage you agreed to share your life. You agreed to share the home. You agreed to share your time. You agreed to share your, your, your love with one another and, and a family with one another. But in a covenant together, there would be a sharing. And sometimes a, uh, someone would give of something. Maybe uh, take it in half. And you have this part of the locket. I'll have the other part of the locket. And we share this together and we're bound together now. Maybe it would involve cutting of a, of, a, of a cut. And then they would tie the hands together. And the blood would be connected together. Not only a vow, but also now a mixing of blood connected together. We don't have time to go through the whole thing, but can I just mention, God says five times, I will, in these verses. Number, verse 2, I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee. The and is a conjunction to show that I will make thy name great. And I will make you a blessing. I will, thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you. And I will curse them that cursed you. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. And then Abraham takes that promise. The promise that he will have a great nation. That he will be blessed. That he will have a great name. He will be a blessing to other people. And then also there's a protection here. That God says. I'm going to protect you from your enemies. I will bless them that bless you. And I will curse them that curse you. And then you will in turn be a great uh, blessing. To all the nations of the world. And that's what Abraham has to hold on to. As he goes into um, his journey. And then as he makes his way into the promised land. Uh, we'll see some things in the days ahead from verse 5 to verse 9. And then Abraham will make a drastic mistake at the end of this chapter. Father, I pray as we close tonight. This is the time that we have this evening. Thank you for um, the commitment that all of us have your promise to hold on to. That you know what's best and you will direct our paths and 
all of us at some point in time, you've called us to do something that we've been uncomfortable with. And you will drop something in our lap that we ha would rather not have, rather not do. And uh, you, you make a plan and you set direct our paths. The good man's steps are ordered of the Lord and you delight in them. And Lord, I pray that we would hold on to the promise of God when we can't see where we're going and what the timeline is and what you're doing in a certain situation in our life. That we know that all things work together for good and that you are making your name great. You have a bigger picture that is going on, painting a masterpiece, and we're just a part in that masterpiece. Lord, would we not get um, hardened to the master's plan, but would we, like Abraham, what great faith that he had at 75 years old to, to leave it all, not knowing where he's going, and just by faith follow the promise of God. And uh, he has his mistakes. He has his struggles. But what a great man of faith. Willing to look beyond and just hold on to that. Would we also be men and women of faith. In Jesus name that we pray. Amen.